Welcome to the new sound of online radio. Welcome to the sound of Universal Broadcasting Network. She's passionate about telling stories of amazing women who are rocking the world and empowering women to live, love, and thrive. Here's your host, Katherine Gray. Hi, welcome to Live, Love, Thrive Women's Empowerment Hour, brought to you by, of course, 360karma.com. We hope you're joining the Women's Empowerment Conversation on our Facebook, as well as following us on Twitter and Instagram at My360Karma. I hope you're having a great day. It's going to be even more amazing once you listen and meet our guest. We have an incredible guest today. Her book just dropped on Amazon. It is called American Psychic. And if I'm a little psychic myself, I think it's going to be a bestseller. I want you to meet the author. She's a Hollywood actress turned psychic medium and now author. Please meet Marla Freeze. Hi, Marla. How are you? I'm well. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, it's been an interesting journey, huh? It certainly has oh been. Oh, my gosh. You know, um, I am so fortunate. I did order your book, and um, I am so fortunate that I got to read it before we actually had this uh, interview. Good. And um, I, I highly recommend it to my listeners. Um, your story is extraordinary. And uh, I say that because... There's so many uh, listeners, I'm sure, that will identify with mm -hmm. uh, what has happened to you. And that is, and, and uh, I just want to touch on this to explain, you know, what an incredible gift you have with this psychic ability and the journey to discovering this. Yeah. Um, and, and that is, is that you had a very dark childhood. And a lot of people do. A yes. lot of people do have abuse in their childhood mm -hmm. and whatnot. And um mental illness in their family that they have to cope with in a parent. And as a child, uh, you know, you don't understand. Uh, there is no there is no rhyme or reason for uh, what a parent does when they are um, mentally ill. Like right. you can't rationalize it. No, you can't. Yeah. I, I, I once had a, a therapist tell me, Catherine, you will drive yourself crazy trying to uh, rationalize irrational people. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, it is. Yeah. It's very much like that. Yeah. You, you don't know that it's not normal, actually. Right. right. As a child, it's all you know, right? Well, until you go to other people's houses. Right. And right. then you see something different. Right. And then you go home and you're navigating, you're constantly navigating, which is what I think and how some of my psychic abilities were developed because right. of that heightened sensitivity. And I mentioned that to a friend of mine this morning who uh, had a traumatic childhood as well and said they absolutely identified with what you're saying about separating your, your, your body from your mind so that you can deal with what's happening. And so I imagine that there's a lot of people here listening, understanding exactly what you're saying. Yes. You know. Well, there's a dissociative quality. They talk about this in therapy mm -hmm. where you're actually part of your consciousness is leaving your body mm -hmm. when something is being done to your body that you don't like. Right. When that could be that could be just verbal abuse. And it right. happens often. Right. So it really is learning and and trying to get yourself back together, which right. is basically the other half of the book, right. which is the not just the the trauma. It is the drama yeah. of finding your way through it. And right. then it's the inspiration. It's the transformation. Right. 
So you and you had a very challenging situation. Your your dad, who had been wounded in the war, yes. came back pretty much as an alcoholic, right? I mean, yes, he came a, back in a body cast. He yeah. had been blown up in a in a mine, a wow. jeep mine explosion. Wow. And I mean, it's it's very traumatic for him yeah. to come back and be in a body cast for an entire year. Yeah. And of course, it blew my mother's dream because she right. wanted to be an officer's wife. Right. And you know, maybe. There was a mental illness on her side mm -hmm. anyway, but I'm sure that this whole situation exacerbated it. Yes. So here you are with someone who's being abusive and someone who's alcoholic, and wow, what a what a double whammy, huh? But yes. I love in the course of your book how you take those lemons and you've turned it into lemonade. Oh, thank you so much. And, well, that's, that's, what, that's what we do. That's we, what you're inspiring other people yes. to do. Well, yeah. well, thank you, and I appreciate that yeah. because yeah. that is the trajectory of the book. It is the Shiro's journey, mm -hmm. and you are empowering women, and this is just another way of empowering yeah. a woman to take on the difficulties of a childhood, right. move it through, and there were so many things that helped me. I mean, acting, I believe, saved my life. Well, I mean, how does a girl who's a pig farmer's daughter in Pennsylvania end up being a very successful Hollywood actress? I mean, you've been on uh, such popular shows, mm -hmm. Seinfeld and Married with Children and uh, uh, Sybil and all of my favorites, actually. Those are all my favorites, and everybody loves Raymond. And some of them, yeah. some that are coming back, like Roseanne and Murphy Brown. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. actually, I'm glad you asked that because... I saw that my mother enjoyed one thing in life, and it was television. Uh -huh. And she watched it every day. She watched her stories. And I thought, well, if I can get into that box across the room, yeah. if I can get in there, maybe she will appreciate me, love me, and not hurt me. So I thought, I'm going to become an actress. I'm going to get in that box. Wow, that's that's fascinating that you thought that. I mean, what a reason, what a driving, what an interesting driving force for that. And, I mean... Coming from outside of Hollywood and going in there and becoming a successful actress, as anybody here in Hollywood knows who's an actor, that is not an easy feat. But what a focus and determination that you had. Well, I also, yeah. you know, I have to credit the gift of spirit, that consciousness yeah. that yeah. has been leading all of us. Right. You know, this was not just my trajectory. On some level, I believe that this is the way it was supposed to happen. Right. As, of course, you read in the book. Right. Right, yeah. right. And it is about listening to people's insides and following mm -hmm. that, uh, which I guess is what you're calling like spirit guide. You yes. know, people call it different things, but the bottom line is uh, I always say your insides never steer you wrong, whatever label you want to put on that. Your gut instincts, your, your, gut instincts. your awareness, your intuition, all it, of that. Exactly. Well, I got I got into some trouble. So yeah. it's not like yeah. it's not like my choices <laughs> were all perfect, right? right? Right, yeah. But you have to read the book for that. Yeah, exactly. And what a book it is. What a ride it is. Um, yeah, we could never touch on everything which would uh, – be senseless anyway because you want people to read the book of course but I mean it's so much more interesting to read the book than just even to talk about it I mean you know to hear the story and uh, in but a you, written format and you're you, a great writer by oh, the way oh thank you yeah. thank you very much well you mentioned something that's important and it's going on a ride and that's what we do we, yeah. we yes. when we pick up a book especially for the yes. summer yes. you want to go on a ride and it takes you all over the place it so. does and it's it, all true. Yeah, yeah. It's some ride. <laughs> <laughs> it's all true. And so throughout your life, uh, you kept getting these little indications that you um, 
were uh, psychic in some way or intuition, mm -hmm. but couldn't really put your finger on it. And I think you did what most people do, and that is really question it. And even when you attended your first uh, opportunity to meet James von Prague, who the famous psychic that you've uh, worked with and were friends with even before he was famous. Yes. Um, oddly enough, uh, you know, not oddly enough, but, you know, as spirit would have it, put him in your life. Absolutely. And, um, you know, uh, even when you first went to him, I, I you were skeptical and... I didn't believe in talking to the dead. Yeah. Not at all. Right. Actually, I... I and I think we'll have a lot of listeners that are saying the same yeah. thing. Well, yeah. and listen, you know, you got to be careful what you, what you make fun of because yeah. it comes back around. Yeah. And I, I, I watched him on television. I thought, oh, that's just a crock. What yeah. is that? <laughs> and while I was, t I was watching him, a girlfriend called and said, you know, I can't get together with the, you this weekend. I'm going to see James von Prague. And I, I said, you can't, I can't believe it. I'm watching him right now on TV. She said, but you have an opportunity to go see him, too. And so I took that attitude of mine, you know, that very skeptical attitude, and yeah. I went in. Yeah. And I came out so moved that I got down on my hands and knees. <clears throat> Excuse yeah. me, I'm thinking. And I prayed. Yeah. I prayed for guidance about this. Right. You know, there was something going on in my life that was pretty tragic at that time, and I asked for help. And I said, I want to know about this talking to the dead business. Right. So I had a dream that lasted for four hours about two words, the center, the center. And for four hours, that could really make someone go mad. But it really got into my consciousness. And my girlfriend called and asked me how I enjoyed James, and I told her about that dream. Well, she happened to be best friends with his personal assistant, and they called me, and I was in his office the next day. Because of that dream. And he was having the same dream, too. Yeah, that is, yeah, that's mind-blowing, isn't it? Yes, and I yeah. didn't And leave. that's how you all became friends. <laughs> well, we, yes. Basically, I mean, he asked you then to go to Brazil and... Yes. Yeah. And we, yeah. Um, I basically volunteered for him. I was making enough money as an actress at the time that I could. Oh, wow. So it was amazing. And I got him before he became very psychic, right yeah. before, or excuse me, before he came became really famous. Yeah. It was before his you first You know what's so funny out. is he has a show here at UBN where we're doing our show here. I love that. Yeah, yeah, so it comes back around, doesn't it? In small, it's the world is a small place. And this is also where I shot Married with Children. Oh my gosh, that's right. On you the said same lot. That. Yeah. On the same lot. And here you are today, it, it, uh, right when your book has dropped, which yes. is, I mean, who knew back when you were doing Married with Children as an actress that you would be writing a book about being an American psychic? You I, never would have dreamed no, that in a million years. Not in a million years. <laughs> so, and I'm thrilled to be here. <laughs> so, um, the the neck this has taken you on such an, a vast journey of different turns, mm -hmm. and so after working with James, uh, your psychic abilities have been used in so many ways, seen on so many different television shows. I know Sci-Fi Network and Bravo and uh, various ones, in, including Gaia, which we're going to talk about later, which is like the spiritual Netflix. Uh, yes. Listeners are going to have an opportunity to buy your book and then uh, get two weeks free of their free streaming. gift. Yeah, an amazing. So we're gift. going to talk yes. about that, uh, and that's at American-Psychic.com, yes. where people can buy your book and get the free Gaia. Uh, so what I want to talk about is all the different usages of your psychic abilities. So it was interesting because the, the next thing I knew in the book, you're using it to solve crimes. And I guess not everybody uses their ability for that, but somehow you got thrust into that situation, really without your your meaning to, I think. Right. Uh, but 
when you have that capability and that opportunity to help people, you know, I think that's one of the biggest things. Uh, unsolved crimes in this mm -hmm. country is uh, I, I, I remember being with a, a, a friend of mine, a, a girlfriend at the time who um, her mother had passed, had been killed mm. and we didn't know who did it. And I think to this day, we still don't know who did it. And so I can imagine what a gift it is that you are able to help people uh, figure out the perpetrator or the situation. Mm -hmm. um, and you even explain that sometimes the person that was uh, killed comes mm -hmm. to you, but sometimes it's the perpetrator that yes. comes to you, which is I found very fascinating. I know a lot of people probably are you know baffled with this whole conversation, uh, <laughs> but if they read the book, it is fascinating. Uh, there could be no coincidences in the things that have happened to you and the experiences that you've had. And so um, if you are... a a, a doubter, definitely read the book. Yeah. Well, you know, this started a long time ago. In, in the beginning of, of my youth, there were a couple of murders that happened in my hometown, which never, ever happened. And that sort of got me thinking in different ways. Mm. So it wasn't as though I was repelled by murder. I was really curious about it. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's how we, we develop our intuition. We have to be extremely curious. It's I think that Einstein said, you know, how he approached any aspect or any any equation is to be wildly curious about something. You know, I think that's why I love doing my show. I'm wildly curious about people's stories, mm -hmm. but I could never be in your shoes and be wildly curious about a murder. I just find it so... You know, well, uh, well, it's interesting. I, I, I understand that, and a lot yeah. of people have that reaction. Yeah, but it's great. I mean, it's like some people want to work in a hospital and some don't. You right. know what I mean? Right. Everybody's got to have something different it that they feel passionate about, and you're wanting to use your gift for the greater good to help people solve crimes, and that's cool. Yes. Well, I, yeah. I think that it's also the. It's not about me solving anything, and mm. that's. It's about I me see. giving assistance to those that need help, and that's detectives, homicide detectives. I mean, when they bring me in, it's because they're at their last wits. You know, they they're right. at the they're at a place where they have no right. problem. I mean, what do they have to lose bringing me in on something? But it. But so usually they're blown away, right? Like in the book when you talk about, you know, they've had you come in and they, you know, have the skepticism, but then you start telling them details that nobody else would know. They're kind of their eyes light up and they're like, wow, this is for real. Well, yeah. and, and some of them are like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I can't talk about any of the cases that I've been working on except the ones that are in the book, of course. Yeah. And, but the dynamic of being able to assist law enforcement, you're doing something for them to find the perpetrator. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, you're doing something for the family too. Mm -hmm. And if I'm able to tap into the deceased loved one, which I've done on camera on different or different television programs, that's really wonderful for the family. Right. It's also great for the person on the other side. The person on the other side doesn't have an issue necessarily with being dead. They have an issue with how their family feels about oh, the murder. That makes such perfect mm -hmm. sense. Like when this happened to my friend and her mother was killed, uh, she had a nervous breakdown. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm sure if she could have communicated with her mother, there would be some sort of solace in that. And also, um, if it was possible to solve you know, who did it, uh, there would have been some peace in that. I think when people don't know what happened, mm -hmm. that's really... Uh, just so difficult for them that it's uh, 
really painful. Well, I just had a cop call me the other day, and this is a woman who had heard about me, and it was really actually I was helping her with her own psychic abilities mm. because she said, you know, I'm seeing this a certain way. So I said, let's just talk about it briefly because I had made some notes about it. Right. So our brains sort of entwined to the actual location of, of some of the things that happened. So it's up to her and her and her detectives to, to follow through on this, but it was also great for her to have it reflected back to her that I was actually seeing some of the same things. Wow. You know, and when you say seeing some of the same things, I think that's the part that uh, is hard to wrap my head around, and I think probably a lot of viewers too, is um, yeah, that's great that you're helping someone, but you literally, like have a movie camera on the whole scene as it unfolds sometimes. Well, let me tell you and how you're like in that person's position while they're mm -hmm. being, you know, brutally hurt or killed or whatever. And uh, I can't imagine feeling that you're inside that person's story. Like I, I just find it so frightening. I don't know how you do that. Like, well, it's, I, I it's, wouldn't want to do that, but yeah, God I bless you that. that you do and that you want to help people like that. Well, there's a benevolence to this. So there's yeah. a detachment in it. I see. And sometimes I do see it from the victim's point of view. Sometimes it is just like a camera, just like you were saying it. Yeah. Sometimes I'm experiencing as the victim, and sometimes I do see it from the perpetrator's point of view. Right. And then I'm Which able to... Which is creepy, to, too, not for nothing. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. it's kind of like this. I'm, yeah. I'm going to give you an example, yeah. and, and for the audience, yeah. I, I want to give you an example of how it actually happens. Right. Do you remember what you did this morning for breakfast? Yes. Okay. So you go into the kitchen. What? Yeah. Give me some things. What happened? I uh, went into Hugo's, ordered a couple of eggs, and... <laughs> right, right. Had breakfast. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, I see things just like that, but they're not my memory. Yeah. They're either the perpetrator's memory oh, so or the victim's memory. memory. Wow. Yes. And I see, I'll, I'll see Hugo's, I'll see maybe a placemat. Right. Sometimes I'll see other people in the in the vicinity. Right. So it's the detail of being able to do that. So you're kind of seeing it through their eyes. Yes. Well, I was trained by the U.S. military psychic spies. I read that. I mean, that's another whole aspect mm -hmm. of being trained by the military that uh, I didn't. I didn't even know that people did this, but the military trains people to be able to spy uh, through this type of espionage uh, of using psychic abilities. Right? Yes. Well, there was a covert. I, I mean, how many people out there know that? I don't know. Well, you know, yeah. anybody that's interested in in this kind of work yeah. are going to be curious, and maybe somebody today is going to look up the U.S. military psychic spies. But there was a covert operation between the '60s and the '90s, men and women who had certain unique abilities that were put into this program. And and you were in one of them? No, no, no. Oh, no. I, no, I wasn't one of the military oh, okay. people. Actually, when it disbanded, the some of those people went and did, you know, taught lay people like myself. Oh, okay. So, so that's Lim who you were taught Yes, by. Lim yeah. Buchanan is the one who trained me. Oh, and I I mean, I followed the other, other teachers as well. Yeah. But it's a fascinating protocol that was developed at this at SRI, Stanford Research, and yeah. it basically was in, um, Ingo Swan, who was a psychic himself, who developed this protocol. Right. And the military took it on, and it was fairly successful, and it continues to be successful, but it's all underground. So. Right, right. So we can't talk about it. We can't it. talk about <laughs> that. No. And then you also worked with um, the author of Many Lives, Many Masters. Yes. Um, 
who gave Ryan me Weiss. Brian Weiss, right. who gave me a beautiful endorsement on the front front cover of the book. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! And uh, I think a lot of people are familiar with his work of past life regressions. You know, there's so many moving parts to this psychic mm-hmm. thing. Uh, you know, everything from personal to crime solving to military espionage to past life regression. Yes. And and one other area we're going to talk about, which would be UFOs and space. Sure. Which you also touched on yes. uh, in, in your book. Um, so many fascinating parts. But it's yeah. amazing what our minds and our hearts can do yeah. because it's not just the brain. I mean, all of the precognition, the empathic qualities, the intuition, it's all psychic functioning. Mm-hmm. So it's all a part of this that, that we're able to do with our hearts and our minds. Right. It's fascinating. And the way that our brains are wired. I mean, everybody has this gift. Yeah. It's just how are they going to use it? Right. What was your experience like with Brian Weiss? I mean, to actually get to meet him in person and work with him uh did you do some trans, some uh, regression, right? Yes. Well, yeah. again, I was highly skeptical. Yeah. Actually, I was working with James at the time, and he said, "Come yeah. on, we're going to take a boat down to Encinita, uh, Mexico," and I just, I just couldn't believe that yeah. there was a guy that wanted to talk about past lives. Yeah. I wasn't there to talk to Brian. I was there right. to watch somebody that was doing some detective work, and I yeah. thought that that was going to be interesting. Yeah. So at, at dinner the night before, I asked Brian, you know. Yeah. What happens to these people? I mean, everybody thinks that they're related to Cleopatra or something. Right, right. And he said, no, everybody has a lot of skepticism. Of I am, but no. oh, 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 I thought that <laughs> it was Mary, wait, Mary Queen of Scots, I think. But, but he understands the skepticism, yeah. so yeah. he regressed us all, and it was one of the most dramatic experiences of my life. Wow. It was special. So, what, what can you share with us? Sure. Like, what, what did well, you see? Well, it's in the book, but yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, tease but it like a little, a little bit. A little teaser, yeah. What? Well, I was on a precipice, standing, looking at the earth, and the earth moved forward closer to me. And I knew I was a woman, and I looked down and saw my feet, and I was in a white robe, and I was shown the United States. And all of a sudden, light started happening on the East Coast and the West Coast, and light back and forth, back and forth. And I thought, my gosh, do I have to go back there? And I was told I had to pole light. And I thought, what is that? And then I was sent to this room with these tall sort of, um, it was like a council in, on these benches, like a high I court. I remember this part. Like a high court. Mm-hmm. And I signed my papers begrudgingly, yeah. and I was sent down here, I guess. Wow. But I was above the earth looking at the earth, which I find very interesting. Wow. Well, I think a good majority of people believe there is uh, afterlife and life on other planets. Mm -hmm. Um, I know you had an interesting UFO experience in Arizona. Yes. Sedona, right? Yes. And uh, so you think Sedona is a very spiritual place, yes? I've heard, uh, has a vortex there? There's, yes, vortexes, vortices. I'm not exactly sure which which one of those words it is. But yes, they're all over the place. And And I was not, again, skepticism. I was so skeptical, wasn't interested in seeing UFOs. I was being dragged out there. I was with James von Prague in a van. I was like making cracks, making jokes. You know, how are we going to connect with them? You know, tin cans and a string or something like that. But literally, I got out there. And what we saw was really extraordinary. And it changed my life. And actually, I ran into James about two years ago talking about this thing that happened 20 years ago. And I said, do you remember what happened after that? 
And he said, no, I don't. I said, well, we ended up at a bar. Yeah. That was the last thing that I remember. Yeah. We saw craft yeah. with our Russian uh, goggles, uh -huh. vision, night vision goggles, and what we saw was so dramatic and extraordinary. It was so bizarre that I actually scratched the the um, the lens to make sure that there wasn't a little craft sitting on there because I could not believe what yeah. I was seeing. Right, right, right. And and I think that that would be most people's reaction. Yeah. Um, so I knew this uh, interview would fly by because your life is so fascinating and what you're doing is incredible. And um, if somebody wanted to, uh, I know you do groups and individual readings for yes. people that want to yes. um, either touch base with the deceased or uh, there's, you know, the crime solving or, you know, lots of different aspects of what you do. Mm -hmm. um, they would go to MarlaFreeze.com. Yes, MarlaFreeze.com. Right. I will only work... Which is M-A-R-L-A-F-R-E-E-S.com. Yes, okay. Com. I will only work with law enforcement officials on a case. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't mind working with the families in, in after the they have found the body or they at least know what the perpetrator situation is. Right. But any kind of law enforcement is pro bono that I work only with detectives. Uh-huh. Okay. But anybody that And want, why is that? Just uh, so that people understand. Well, well, first off, one of the problems is is people want information from me that they want to take to law enforcement and that's oh. not appropriate. Oh, gotcha. I need to keep it as clean as possible and right. also family members are very emotional. Yes. So they imagine. they have a lot of heightened awareness right. and, and we just want to make sure that things have been handled in order for us to contact their deceased loved ones and right. and so that they're not um, dealing with the actual case. Right. You don't want to deal with like a traumatized person, I'm sure. Well, yeah. everybody gets traumatized when there's a murder. Yes. But the dynamic of keeping it separate is really, really important. Right. But right. people come to me um, in asking help for any aspect of their lives. Are, have both your parents passed? Yes. Okay. So, and you communicate with them? Yes. And has there been a healing in that? Absolutely. That's the that's think, the that's yeah. the trajectory of the book. Yeah, I think that uh, people um, that uh, I, I think that's what they would find is some solace in that. I know in one of your sessions that somebody found peace with their mom, and well, that's what it's all about, know, actually. Yeah. I mean, why else should we be able to communicate with deceased loved ones unless it's to connect the love? Yes. And it's also often about forgiveness right. because most of our lives are about love, loss, and forgiveness. Right. And there's no other reason to do this work unless it's to help somebody. Right. Well, I hope people uh, go to uh, to um, American-Psychic.com. Yes. Now, this is the Gaia gift. Yes. And they can buy the book there. And when they do, they're going to get a couple of weeks free yes. of Gaia. And if people don't know what Gaia is, it's like the spiritual Netflix. Yes. It has higher consciousness programming. Yes. It's How all fabulous good. And is it's, that? Their, it's their own programming. Yeah. So it's and all... And I've been wanting to try that out. So I'm very excited to get this uh, subscription and try it out and... Probably keep it. Yeah. Anybody who buys on Amazon, American Psychic, can go to this site, American-Psychic.com, and get this free gift. I mean, it's amazing. Two weeks of free Gaia, all yeah. 8,000, at least 8,000 videos. Wow. And there's also an app. You can see it on your phone, your tablet, oh, I love Apple that. TV, Roku. Yeah, I look uh, at everything on Amazon my phone. Prime. Yeah. So it's an amazing gift. Great. Well, you are extraordinary, and uh, your journey is amazing. I enjoyed reading about it, and I know that the viewers will. Oh, thank and, you. And uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Good I'm luck so with it. I can't yeah, wait for it too. to hit the bestseller list. Okay, here yeah. it is.
We love we love a little uh, self promotion here. There we go. <laughs> so pick up American Psychic. Thank you for being on the show, Marla Freeze, and uh, we'll we'll see you next week. Make it a great week. Visit us at 360karma.com. We really do believe that you create your fate, and we'd like to inspire you to do so. Make it a great week. Hugs and happiness. <laughs>